to the Injured List Podcast, your source for all sports injury topics. For the weekend warrior to the sports fantasy guru, we keep you in the action and out of the injured list. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the host of the Injured List Podcast, Brian Scott. Hey, everybody. Brian Scott, host of The Injured List. Welcome to another episode. Today is our 2021 NFL Draft Preview. We did one last year, and it was very successful. We are hoping to improve on this year's. Thanks for tuning in. Now, quick injury update. Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets went down last night with a pretty significant-looking knee injury. It was in the last minute of the game, and he was driving to the bucket. He planted and went down like a ton of bricks, was writhing in pain on the ground, holding his knee, had to be helped off the court in tears. Looks like a significant ligamentous knee injury. It's a pretty consistent injury pattern with an ACL. I've seen it many times before. Official word hasn't come out yet, but it sounds like he's probably getting an MRI today to confirm. So we'll see what happens there, and we'll update you guys as we go. Now, if you want my weekly injury updates, you'll have to tune in weekly but not always to my podcast. I'm also a special guest at Devil's Advocate Sports Talk with my good friend Abe Delgado on Facebook Live Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Right now, he's going every other Tuesday, but during football season, it's a weekly show, and it's a show for the fans, by the fans, that involves the fans. So if you're interested in getting on the show to discuss a specific topic, message or get in touch with Abe on his Facebook page, and listen in for my weekly injury updates and unique perspective on all things sports, as we touch on various sports and various topics. Now, we'll be right back with the start of the NFL Injury Drafts special after these messages from our sponsors. Hey, this is Sean Colas with the Percantile and Creamery. We are the premier coffee, ice cream, and dessert bar in the Charlotte metro area. We're thrilling people with our amazing interior design, our incredible customer service, and the quality of our offerings. We have a beautifully designed 1920s mercantile-themed monochromatic throwback where people feel excited by their surroundings and blown away by their treats. We're great for business meetings, families, couples, and you. Ask about our room rentals for meetings, events, or parties. We're nestled next to the Concord Mills Mall behind Verizon and in the same building as McAllister's in Concord, North Carolina. If you're in the area and you're listening to this right now, get in your car, drive over to the Perkentile, mention that you heard us on Brian Scott's amazing Injury List Podcast 2020 and receive 25% off your purchase. Hey guys, are you looking to avoid injury when it comes to your finances? Talk to a professional who can help. Whether you are looking to get your financial house in order or simply looking for that second opinion, visit TrustTreeFinancial.com and schedule your free virtual consultation. Once again, that's TrustTreeFinancial.com. You're listening to the Injured List Podcast with your host, Brian Scott. 
your go-to resource for all sport injury-related topics. For show notes and other resources, visit theinjuredlist.com. Now, back to the show. All right, guys. Well, unlike last year, where we had quite a long list of potential draft picks who were coming off of injuries or possibly losing some draft stock due to injuries the season before, this list is a lot shorter. And one of the reasons for this is because of the COVID pandemic and what it caused basically throughout all the sports. So some of the seasons were shortened. Some teams didn't play a full schedule in college football this year. Some players opted out. Some players tested positive for COVID. Some players were recovering from injuries the season prior and used this as an opportunity to take some time off to further their recovery rather than play a shortened season and potentially risk re-injury or further injury and to possibly downplay their draft status if they had a bad season coming off an injury. So there's a lot of different reasons why this list is shorter. Now, normally at the Combine, you would see about 300 players get invited. And as we discussed in last year's episode, where we went into a little bit more detail about the history of the Combine, it was originally intended to be primarily a, a chance for teams and executives and medical staff to evaluate players medically. So that was the original intent of the first NFL draft combine. Over time, it gradually evolved to not only doing the medical screenings and doing medical tests, but also into player evaluations in the physical fitness and testing categories. So that's been what's kind of been brought to the forefront because it makes for good television. But the still the primary and most important reason for the NFL draft combine is still that whole medical screening and medical evaluation part of it. In fact, it's such a big deal that the medical community, which is involved in the NFL draft and combine, uses that as basically like a national conference where a lot of the head team physicians from the various organizations get together and present a lot of case reports and new studies that have been coming out a lot with a lot regards to a lot of sports injuries. So it's a big deal in the world of sports medicine, and it still is today despite the COVID. Now, because of COVID, they've had to do a lot of virtual visits. So a lot of the players were screened beforehand doing virtual visits through Zoom or what other uh, multimedia means. So some of the players were not required to be seen in person. After those first rounds of screenings were done, healthcare team members and organization members were able to review the health records of the players. And then whichever players they thought would be more appropriate screened in person were then invited to Indianapolis. And so this year, there's about 150 of those players who are actually going for live in-person medical screenings and tests. And this is about usually, it's like the top three rounds of draft picks, basically. They kind of focused on those players that were projected to go in the top three rounds. So it's a little bit different than it was last year as far as the number, but the intent and the purpose is basically the same. Now, you can't blame some of the players that opted out, especially if they were coming off of injuries in 2019, because if they weren't playing a full schedule, then why risk it for maybe a few games worthy of your showcase? I mean, if you had a significant injury, you had surgery, maybe you were still in rehab before the start of the 2020 season, and you knew that you were only going to come back to play maybe a quarter of your season in 2020, then why risk it? Why not just use the extra time to recover? So you can't really blame some of the guys that opted out 
for medical reasons. Um, some of the players, uh, one of the receivers, I can't remember from which team, had, was a history of asthma and didn't want to risk getting COVID. That's totally understandable. You can't really penalize the guys for that. So you got to go back to the body of work from the season before, which for some guys is a good thing. Some guys may not be such a good thing. Time will tell, and we'll see how it plays out in the draft. Now, we've got about uh, five athletes that we're going to kind of cover here today and in this episode, and I'm sure there's more, but these are kind of the five big ones. These are all significant ranked players at their respective positions and so i wanted to focus on them and then we'll get into a little bit more detail about each one as we go along but listen to this video clip first and you'll get an idea of uh, what we're dealing with here from knoxville here we go jalen waddle's gonna bring it out from three yards deep trying to get to the edge not going to be a good decision nice job by the special teams Kenneth George the 15 yard line taken down and gets rolled up on his ankle here rolled on down in pain hopped off the field taking the locker room would go to the hospital and Jalen Waddle out for the season with a broken ankle he's considered a top 10 pick in next year's NFL draft here's Nick Saban at halftime He's out for the year, and it's a shame because the guy's a great player. It's exciting for college football to see a guy play like that. Um, I hate it that he gets hurt on a play like that. Um, you know, not supposed to bring a ball out when you're that deep in the end zone, but he's a great player, so you know you got to give him, let him use his judgment. Okay, so that was Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. Now he's the teammate of Devonta Smith, who was the Heisman Trophy winner. That being said, a lot of teams and organizations actually think Jalen Waddle might be better and had him even ranked above Devonta Smith projected as a top 10 wide receiver. He actually came back and did participate in the championship game, but caught a, a pass on like a shallow crossing route and ended up limping off the field. So he wasn't quite at a hundred percent in some interviews that he gave. He said he had more, just sort of like ankle discomfort, didn't re-injure it. He's had a lot of time now to back off and get healthy, and he's been focusing primarily on rehabbing more during this uh, offseason in preparation for the draft. So I don't know if this is going to significantly affect his draft status, to be honest. I think that if you did shy away from him because of this injury, you may have some firsthand knowledge of it, that other people don't. So we'll have to kind of see how that plays out. I saw the injury. I watched a replay. Looks like a pretty common external rotation type of injury mechanism, which can sometimes cause some syndesmotic injury in the ankle. This is kind of similar to the stuff that Tua Tunga Viola had going on with his ankle when he got injured several years ago and had surgery. Um, well, we'll have to see, but I don't think long-term this is going to be a big deal for this guy, seeing as how he came back so quickly and was cleared to play by his uh, orthopedists um, leading up to the national championship game. Had he been really injured or had any significant problem, they would have never let him do that. So I was encouraged by the fact that he was able to even make a comeback that quickly. I don't think there's going to be any major long-term uh, effects from this. So we'll see how this plays out and whether or not this actually affects his draft status. Okay, so now next up on the draft board is Landon Dickerson. He's a center and teammate of Jalen Waddell and Devonta Smith on Alabama. 
In his five college football seasons, he suffered four season-ending injuries. Tore his ACL in one of his knees in 2016, missed nine games in 2017, was forced to redshirt by an ankle injury in 2018, and then tore his ACL again at the tail end of the 2020 season. He actually did take a snap in the championship game just to kind of say that he was out there um, in his final senior season. And that was kind of remarkable. He was able to actually hobble out there without any crutches and in full uniform with braces on and took a snap uh, as center. But it's hard to say when he's going to be cleared to play and when he's going to be 100%. And with that injury history being as extensive as it is, you wonder about his durability. I do think this is going to significantly hinder his draft status, but I think if teams are really in desperate need of a game-changing center, and he has been ranked as probably one of the best interior linemen in this draft, then they may be willing to take a chance. He's a super athletic. If you watch some of the interviews with him and some of the highlights of him, he's often in the back kind of messing around doing cartwheels uh, during interviews of his teammates and stuff. So he's pretty uh, athletically gifted for a guy his size. He's a Hickory, North Carolina native, as I understand, which is uh, not too far from where we are here at the injury list in Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's cool to hear. Um, Pulling for the guy, hopefully, uh, you know, sometimes these guys just mature a little bit more. Their bodies physically mature a little more, and they don't incur some of the injuries that they did as, uh, as, as they're developing still. So we'll, we'll kind of uh, have to see how it plays out. The other thing that happens when you transition from collegiate athletics into professional world is, you know, you're, you're full-time invested, and the organization is full-time invested in you. You're able to kind of get on a different workout regimen, get in the gym more frequently, change your, your regimen as far as eating habits, behavioral habits, training habits. And for some guys, this can be a game changer and allow them to have a very long career with very little uh, injuries. So we'll have to see. I mean, it really comes down to how desperate this organization that drafts him is for a quality lineman and whether or not they're willing to take that risk with his injury history. The next athlete up is safety from Syracuse, Andre Sisco. He's a Long Island native from Long Island, New York, which is shout out where we're originally from. So cool to hear about that. Now he tore his ACL in his knee two games into the season and basically was out for the remainder of 2020, which is unfortunate. A lot of guys have him as one of the top safeties on the draft board. And he's a very physical safety, um, big tackler, you know, good cover guy, uh, reads the ball really well, makes breaks off the ball really well. Had quite a few picks uh, as a freshman, in fact. Might have even led the nation, if I'm not mistaken. But, you know, ACL injuries, as we've spoken about before, can sometimes take a long time to get better. And it's not always as benign as you think. Sometimes there is some other structural damage in the knee that may actually make their return to play a little bit more challenging than it might have been otherwise if it was just an isolated ACL. Now, I haven't been able to dig up too much information on his injury and how his recovery has gone, so we'll have to see whether or not he starts falling down the draft board. Um, that could be a sign that his uh, combine medical evaluations were not so good, so we'll, we'll have to see. That kind of tells the story. 
you know pretty quickly if he starts falling down the draft board and teams are seeing something that probably didn't look good during his medical screening, whether it be uh, something that didn't look good that they saw on his MRI scans before surgery, something that didn't look good that they were seeing in the surgical reports from his surgery, or if maybe his rehab is not going so well and they see some things that are concerning about that. So uh, again, this is why the combine is so important when it comes to medical evaluations. It can really dictate guys' draft status and whether teams are willing to take a risk. Next up is a edge rusher from Vanderbilt, Dio Odayingbo. Now, he's a pretty um, raw talent, uh, good physical attributes. He had a great pro day and uh, was ranked as high as going in the first round on many teams' lists. Unfortunately for this young gentleman, he apparently tore his Achilles tendon while training after the pro day. And as a result... um, it's probably going to fall down some people's draft board because he was a raw talent to begin with. There was still a lot of talk about he needed a lot of refinement in, as far as his techniques and skills, but he had the physical attributes to do well, and that's what teams were really so sold on. And I haven't been able to find any information. It sounds like he had an Achilles tendon injury that may require surgery. And if this is the case, he's definitely going to be out for probably six to nine months minimum before he's actually get, able to get back on the football field. And so that's going to severely hamper his ability to get on the team and contribute. And so as a result, he's probably likely going to fall down on draft boards significantly if that's what's going on. Now, I haven't been able to find any information to confirm this, but we've spoken about Achilles tendon injuries and how it takes quite a while for people to bounce back. Kevin Durant being the big one that we covered and uh, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, uh, had this injury when he was toward the tail end of his career. And it basically... um, I think ultimately probably was one of the things that led to his retirement. Last uh, player up on the preview today is Caleb Farley. He's a cornerback out of Virginia. He actually was very highly rated uh, for his position as well. And surprisingly to some people, he canceled his pro day on March 29th because he was scheduled to undergo a microdiscectomy surgery on his back, which is a minimally invasive procedure, I guess, if you will, where they take out a small portion of the uh, discs that sit between the vertebrae. Typically, this is usually the lumbar region, kind of the low back. So this could severely impact his draft status. Now, some people are downplaying this, if you look at the quotes and the reports coming out of his camp. But I think others in the medical field and probably within the organizations are probably more cautious about this because... Whenever you're dealing with back surgery, it's a very slippery slope. Um, a lot of the literature that comes out based on the what injuries you're looking at and the procedures that you're talking about and the chronicity of the back problems and what the symptoms are, man, there's really a mixed bag of whether or not you're going to have a good outcome, whether you do surgery or manage it conservatively. And I'm not really sure how much this was bothering him and how affected he was by this problem that led to him now having surgery. So, man, spine surgeries are just, it's a very slippery slope. There's a lot of things that um, go into them. There's a lot of things that could potentially go wrong. Uh, A lot of times when people are dealing with these back issues that require surgery, they don't always get a full recovery. Microdiscostomy, yes, is a little bit less severe uh, or less traumatic a type of surgery than some of the other spinal stuff that's out there. But when you're talking about an athlete looking to go to the next level, it definitely puts up a red flag. So really curious to see where he falls uh, on people's draft boards and whether or not this affects his stock as significantly as is made out. 
to, to suggest. So those are the athletes I've covered today. But if you have more or you want to hear about more or you have questions about other athletes that maybe you've heard about, I'm here for you. Reach out to me. Be more than happy to go over it. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Stick around for these messages and then uh, we'll say our goodbyes. This is the Injured List Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Are you interested in being a guest on the show? Or do you know someone who would make a good guest? Want Brian Scott to be on your show? If so, share the podcast with your friends or drop us a line and we will get back to you right away. Email us at theinjuredlist411 at gmail.com or visit our website at www.theinjuredlist.com. The Injured List Podcast is proudly sponsored by TransitioningVeteran.com. Founded in 2008 by a former enlisted armed service member, Transitioning Veteran provides free information and resources to help guide past, future, and present service members through the transition process from active service to civilian life. This free website provides links, articles, and general information about the services available to members of the armed forces and their dependents. It can be a daunting task searching for pertinent information in today's technological age. TransitioningVeteran.com hopes to provide a centralized location for the many resources that are available to military veterans, from education benefits, employment opportunities, to medical benefits for both military members and their families, make TransitioningVeteran.com your go-to resource. On behalf of the Injured List podcast, we thank you for your service, and through our partnership with TransitioningVeteran.com, we hope to give back to the military community. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Hope you got some good information out of this. Uh, we'll see how this uh, football draft pans out here in the next coming weeks. I think April 29th is the scheduled date. That's just a few weeks away. Don't forget, tune in Tuesday, 8 p.m. Facebook Live, the Devil's Advocate Sports Talk Show. I'll be there with my good friend and host, Abe Delgado, to give you the latest in sports injury updates and to give you some unique perspectives on all things sports all sports included. So tune in. Now, guys, I really appreciate it if you can go to your uh, podcast resource, wherever you listen to your podcast, and please give me your review. I want to know what you think. Um, I want to move up the lists, and I want to improve the show. So each week I or each episode I put out, I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking for reviews. Um, Podchaser.com is actually doing a nice little um thing where if every review uh, that I get on podchaser.com, uh, they will in turn turn it around and actually send money to a charity. And so they're doing this big promotional thing where for every review I get, money goes toward charity. I don't get any money. The money is going from podchaser to charity. So it's a good cause. So just go on there, podchaser.com, type in the injured list, look for uh, my logo on the podcast platform there. And, um, please drop a review. You don't need to necessarily even be a member of Podchaser or listen to my podcast on Podchaser, but if you just find me on there, you can put a review in. And whatever, uh, Apple iTunes, Google, Spotify, I'm on all of them. So please, uh, whichever one you prefer and whichever one you have membership to, whichever one you have your podcasts saved or downloaded on, find me, give me a review, and uh, I'm looking for ways to improve the show and gain sponsorship and do some more big things. 
one episode that I'm looking to do in the future is going to focus on one of the NCAA basketball officials who recently collapsed during the NCAA Men's Elite Eight basketball tournament. Um, really interesting story. I'm going to go into that topic probably on our next episode. So I'm looking to get some information and talk about that. And I think you guys will find that really interesting. So tune in. Nice talking with you guys. Hope to uh, hear from you. Take care. Stay healthy, stay active, stay safe.